Christian Gage, Fletcher Christian Gage. Jim English, how are we? We are doing well, and yourself? Doing very well. No complaints, all is well. Yes, sir. This is Jim English, and welcome to my podcast called The Who Gives a Shit Files. And Fletcher Christian Gange is our special guest today, and he's the Padres consultant to The Who Gives a Shit File, but he's also the NFL consultant. And the NFL is in full swing, so I thought I would get him on so we could learn something about the NFL and find out what his predictions are for the future. So, Love it. Fletcher, where would you like to start? Yeah, I mean, first off, I think this is a good, uh, good time. I think we're at the halfway point of the NFL season. So if there was ever a time for a little, little update, now is it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think we should start. We, we spoke uh, after week two or three, I want to say. And some teams that were looking good have been looking bad. Some that were looking bad are looking good. So maybe we kind of, uh, you know, start at the top for maybe predictions or top teams in each, each conference, if that works for you. Who do you like the best? I like the best. So personally, I think the best – I'll go one in each conference. But the best team in the AFC to me has been – honestly, it's hard to really argue otherwise. It's the Baltimore Ravens. I think what they did to Seattle this past week of, I think, 37-3, to a, a previous division-leading Seattle Seahawks team, and just absolutely putting the beat down on them. That's a team with Lamar playing as good as possible, finally has some weapons at receiver, and the defense is just, you know, playing that traditional Baltimore Ravens defense. I, I think if I'm, if I'm predicting a Super Bowl winner today, you sneak to it, it's the Baltimore Ravens. And then, I know. It, yeah. Yes. So I agree with you. Okay. First of all, there's some ingredients to winning the Super Bowl. Number one, you have to have an elite quarterback. Yep. And although Lamar is ranked 14th, there's a lot of ways to to rank quarterbacks in the NFL. And what uh, Lamar is ranked 14th, but in total offense, the Ravens are ranked sixth in the NFL. And they're seven and two. They have an excellent coach in Shanahan, and they have the number one rated scoring defense in the NFL. So you're looking at Fletcher, a combination of both offense with a elite quarterback, maybe the best running quarterback in the NFL, and the best defense in the NFL, and an excellent coach. So. I have to tell you, they were number one on my list. And by the way, for the audience, we don't coordinate any of this stuff. So <laughs> it's not like we come to an agreement and had a pre-meeting. So I totally agree with you about the Ravens. They're my number one pick. And let's add into that. You left a key point out. They also have, I think without an argument, the best kicker to ever play football in Justin Tucker, which is, they do. you know, You've got, we've seen teams in the NFL lose out because kickers miss kicks. You know, Cody Parkey with, for Chicago is one, is one that comes to mind, missing a kick to end a playoff game there. You know when Justin Tucker is, you know, coming onto the field, you're guaranteed points. And they could basically say that once they cross midfield, they're getting at least three points, which is such a weapon that, you know, there's some other good kickers in the league, but he just stands so high above everyone else. And I think that'll matter and could win them a playoff game. 
No, I mean, so, you know, the margin of victory in the NFL during the playoffs and in a lot of regular season games comes down to the kicker. Yeah. I mean, and having Justin Tucker, who is maybe the best NFL kicker of all time, I'd have to look at the stat, but he's certainly the best in the league right now. I mean, that is a huge plus. Absolutely. I mean, if you go back, you look at what Evan McPherson did when the Bengals made it to the Super Bowl, just making kick after kick 50 plus yards. Like that matters. Then you go into the Rams when they made the Super Bowl for the first time, when they eventually lost Greg Zerline making 50 yard or 60 yard at the end of um, regulation and then to win in overtime with two kicks. It's like kickers make such a difference. And then you can go further where, you know, Blair Walsh's 19-yard miss kick, you know, costs the Vikings a spot. Like I said already, Cody Parkey costs in the Bears. Like, I, it, Adam and Terry historically with what he did. So, on the positive side, just having a kicker like that, I think it's such an undervalued or under-talked about weapon. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, the Ravens have the best, adding into what we already said. Great coach and John Harbaugh, great offense, great defense. They, you know, that. I, it's definitely not a hot take that we're saying they're our Super Bowl uh, front runner, our top team uh, today. Well, I have to tell you that you know, researching this podcast, mm-hmm. I was you know I was looking at the consensus number one picks for you know for the Athletic, for mm-hmm. NFL.com, for ESPN, and. People had the Ravens ranked third. Okay. So it's not like we're going out okay. on a huge limb, but we're not in lockstep with the consensus that the pundits are pointing out here. So we're going oh, out like on that, a then. little bit of a limb there, Fletcher. Hey, good for us. And look at us yeah. in line. Like you said, having the same thought when, yeah, we, we don't prep for this, but we're, we're, we're coming to our own same conclusions that line up. We, we love that. But yeah, I love the Ravens. I, uh, it'll, it'll, they're, they're a team. They're fun to watch. I look forward to watching them every Sunday. And they got a fun matchup this week against the Browns, who I'd say probably has the best defense in football, uh, which you can make an argument about. So I'm looking forward to seeing Lamar in that offense against, you know, Miles Garrett in that Browns defense. Yes, that is a really, really tough defense. Let's see. The Browns, um, I thought I had them. They are – their defense is ranked second. Fletcher, you're so full of wisdom. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> what can you say? So what you have here – and by the way, if you're a betting person, you know, I would bet the unders for this game because you have the number one defense in – the Ravens playing the number two defense in Cleveland. And so it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Oh yeah. Especially an AFC North division game. I mean, even if the defenses weren't good, you know that those games are just gritty and different and gross, disgusting, but you know, it's old school football and actually just pulled it up, Jim. The over under for that game is just 38 points. So it's a low number, which, you know, I think is accurate. Uh, I said, betting the under on that, because, you know, I could see a, I don't know, 14-13 game, something like that, like, where just not a lot of points, you know, because the Browns offense has left a lot to be desired. 
And the Ravens, they've struggled at times, but, you know, as you said, the defenses are just so elite for both those teams. Yeah, that they're would be a both. fun old school game. They're both lights out. So let's see, let's go to the second team, the second best team in the NFL and see if we coincide there. So I think there's, it's an obvious two I think you're choosing from here, um, at least today. But I, I think it has to me, it has to be the Philadelphia Eagles with what they're doing, sitting at eight and one, best record in the NFL. Jalen Hurts playing, you know, MVP level football. AJ Brown is cementing himself as the number one receiver at least so far this year. I think he's, you know, McCaffrey's got his argument, but maybe offensive player of the year um, running that he, he's climbing himself into. Um, the Demons good. I think their weakness is in the secondary, though. So a team with an elite quarterback may get to them, and it'll be interesting to see. Um, but, yeah, to me, to me, it's the Philadelphia Eagles are, are the second team. So my, my current Super Bowl prediction would be the Ravens-Eagles. But the – but then, yeah, that, that secondary does worry me, and that's why I kept them out of the one spot with the Ravens above there. What are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I, I have – so I have them at third, but let's talk about them because they okay. are good. I mean, they are good. You got um, Jalen Hurd is the fifth-rated quarterback. And, by the way, there are a bunch of different ways. There's QBRs. There's a bunch of different ways, ways to mm-hmm. rate quarterbacks. And what I did – is I dipped a quarterback rating that is on NFL.com, and I use that. And the Eagles, you know, Hurt is is fifth. You know, he's a great story. He was drafted in the second round after transferring from Alabama, a Lincoln Riley trained quarterback. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he's really good. You know, I questioned the Eagles' defense, which is ranked 15th overall. And by the way, that is what I did for for defense is there's a bunch of different ways to rank them. I ranked it based on scoring, on points that they gave up. So they're an average defense in the NFL. They have really good offense. Hurt is fifth in the NFL in quarterback rating, but they are third ranked in overall offensive yardage. So I have them ranked third, and you probably have this team ranked third, which I have ranked second, are the Kansas City Chiefs. What are your thoughts on the Chiefs? So the Chiefs, they're obviously, you know, they are my obvious three. I think it is those three right now, then a little drop off, you know, just from how bit what you've done for me lately kind of thing. The Chiefs are interesting this year because, you know, Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. But the reason why I think they're winning so much playing as well is because of their defense more so than the offense. I, I don't know what the rankings are for that defense, but just simply watching the games. I mean, I watched uh, what they did against, you know, Tua and the Dolphins high-powered offense last week and essentially shut them down. And, you know, Dolphins made a run at the very end of the game, but, you know, they made it look silly to start. So to me with the Chiefs, and that's going to, you know, we're going to look back on this. I'm like, oh, maybe it's the Ravens here. Oh, like the Bengals look good. Oh, the Dolphins, all this. And the Chiefs are probably just going to be back in the Super Bowl, you know, just running yeah. the AFC again, probably win it because Mahomes is this generation's Tom Brady. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I think the Chiefs, the defense they have this year, it's insane that they've been able to put that good of a defense together for, for a guy like Patrick Mahomes so, to work with. So while I do question their offense because for, out of the wide receiver position, 
they don't really have a guy. They do have Travis Kelsey, better known as Taylor Swift's boyfriend, we must say. But <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I think that Chiefs defense is going to be is, is special. And as I said, they're probably going to get that one seed. Definitely going to be in the AFC Championship game. And uh, so they, they really are the Patriots of, of this era right now. And so we want to talk about something else. It's, it's the uh, kind of like the LeBron MVP effect. You know how LeBron James probably should have won MVP in the NBA every year he's played. But people get bored of that, so you vote for someone else. That's that's kind of how it is with the Chiefs, I feel. is They're probably just going to keep winning. But we're going to find other teams to talk about and predict. And now I know what my daughter sees in you, by the way, because <laughs> you are right. I mean, their defense is ranked fourth in, in points allowed. And yeah. their offense, and, you know, it's kind of surprised me. For a QBR rating, uh, Mahomes is third. And overall, they're ranked seventh in total offense, and that is yards per game, by the way, is the barometer there. Kelsey's an excellent target. I mean, oh, yeah. he is he is really, really good. And you're right. There's the Mahomes fatigue, the Kansas City fatigue, like there was the Michael Jordan you know, like mm-hmm. one year, you don't remember this because you're too young. But Charles Barkley was MVP of the league. And Jordan was, I mean, he was by far the best player. You know, same yeah. with LeBron. I mean, you know, they get, they, they, you know, there's fatigue in naming the MVP. And you're right. So the, the uh, there is fatigue there now. The pundits... So once again, you know, the athletic, the ESPN power rankings, they had the Eagles first and the Chiefs second and the Ravens third. So even though we have the top three teams the same, because you're right, there's a drop off after that. Yeah. Uh, You know, it is we are not following the exact formula that everybody's writing about, Fletcher. We have our own unique perspective, which we yeah. always do on the Who Gives a Shit Files. You know what I mean? That, that's why the people listen, Jim. That's why they yeah, listen. Yeah, <laughs> that is why. That because you have a lot of friends. There you go. <laughs> what can I say? Oh, I love it. So now we get to the interesting part because there's a bunch of yeah. teams that are that are together and so who do you have fourth? I'm curious. So fourth, I, I, it's, to me, it's, it's almost a tie for fourth, and it's an interesting one. So one of these teams was, you know, when we had our first podcast, I think the consensus, you know, top team in the NFL, this is a Super Bowl winner. Let's just give them a Lombardi today, but have struggled as of late. And the other team, I'll say, was, wow, what a, what a waste of a season for a team with a strong Corey Lee quarterback. They look you know, everything's awful, but now they are on a hot streak. Like, this might be the team. So the first team, I think, obviously, discussing the San Francisco 49ers. And the second team, currently in the seventh seed, but playing some hell of some football right now, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. That, those yeah. are two teams. If the Super Bowl matchup is 49ers-Bengals, by no means I think would anyone be surprised. Because you have the Niners with their elite team. Yes, they're on a three-game losing streak. But that's also because Debo Samuel's been hurt. Trent Williams, who every single time I listen to another podcast with an NFL player 
um, who's on the podcast, and they get asked the question, who's the best player in the NFL? Let's not talk quarterbacks. Everybody, it seems like, says Trent Williams. It's either Aaron Donald or Trent Williams. So losing him as a left tackle matters. And, uh, and yeah, they obviously just traded for uh, – I think traded for um, – what's his name? Um, Chase Young from the Commanders to, you know, help on the D-line. 49ers by no means are out, of, are, are out of this thing despite their win streak or losing streak. I think maybe they're losing at the right time and they'll figure it out again. And then to carry on with the Bengals, Joe Burrow, you know, maybe he's this generation's Tom Brady. And, and I'm going to keep saying that. He is just such a winner. Like when you're watching the Cincinnati Bengals rooting for them, let's say you just, he just feel, gives you so much confidence and has so much poise and has so many, you know, they has the weapons. That defense is, is very solid. Lua, 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 I'm saying that name wrong, my bad. Uh, the D coordinator, I think, is it will be a head coach very, very shortly for what he can do. So, yeah, I mean, the Bengals just beat up on the Buffalo Bills um, last Sunday night football. So, you know, they, I think it's those two teams tied for fourth. And you can flip a coin for who you want to put ahead of the other, uh, in my opinion. I like it. I like it. You got your own take and you got some good rationale there. So you got the, you know, the pundits, once again, the athletic ESPN, NFL.com, you know, they have the Bengals ranked seventh and the 49ers ranked eighth. Now I disagree. I think they should be higher up. First of all, the Niners defense is ranked third. Okay. Yeah. And Purdy is the fourth rated quarterback. And they have the 11th overall offensive output in terms of yards. And, you know, the Bengals, you know, it's interesting when you, when you talk about the Bengals because you talk about momentum. Right now, they are rolling. They are absolutely mm-hmm. rolling. Fun and, to watch. Yeah, yeah they are. And, they, you know, Joe has not had a great year because of his first couple of losses, Joe Burrows. But now they're rolling. They got a decent defense at 11. So I like both of these picks, say, in the top six or seven. I've got some emotional favorites here um, that I like a little better. But it's hard to argue with these two teams because, you know, the, the chess pieces, the chess pieces – um, that the 49ers have with Debo and Christian McCaffrey yep. are really good. I mean, those oh, guys, yeah. you can move them all over the field. And with that offense, you know, with that offense, it's, you know, and Purdy is a pretty good quarterback and he's developing. I mean, I like him. It wouldn't surprise me if they were in the Super Bowl. And Joe Burrows is just at another level when he's healthy. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with the Bengals. I, I, they're obviously they're the seven seed. They're five and three primarily due to their very slow start, which Joe Burrow strained his calf early in training camp. So even last year, it was actually the same thing with him where he's, you know, was coming off an injury. So didn't have the full training camp. So they started slow. And then, I mean, when, with a calf like that, he couldn't really move. No, he's not a mobile quarterback such as Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts, but he, he can move a little bit. So I think he was playing a different game, didn't have the offense going. Now, taking some time, he's getting healthy, and we're seeing who the real Bengals are. And then, yeah, the 49ers, I think they've struggled. They had injuries to the key players, like I said, that matter maybe more than you think. Made the trade for, Trace Young, for Chase Young. And this week, coming, I think they had the bye week at the perfect time. So I think they 
you know, a team that's probably ranked up high in the rankings that we can get to is the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the 49ers this week. It's going to be a hell of a matchup um, to see, you know, which if the Jaguars are legit or if the, and if the 49ers can bounce back. I'm really excited to see how that one goes this Sunday. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Oh, yeah. Good matchups this week all around. Yeah, <laughs> there are. And each of them, you know, that's the thing is each of them matter. All these teams that are, you know, that are, say, ranked. You know, I've got like 10 teams that could potentially win the Super Bowl, which oh, is, yeah. which really makes it fun. Yep. And so it's interesting, the pundits. Now, I don't necessarily agree with this. But the pundits, once again, you know, I named <laughs> all of the rankings here. They have Tua and the Dolphins ranked number four, which I think is yeah. high. Yeah. So their offense is insane. Okay. Tua is the number one ranked quarterback, and, and they have the number one ranked offense. But the number 16 ranked defense, yeah. I mean, I just think, and they beat up on a lot of average, you know, average to below That's average teams. So I disagree with them being as high as they are. Tyreek Hill, who is one of the top five non-quarterback weapons, in the NFL is a little dinged up. Now they have Jason Waddle, who is kind of the same thing with this, you know, this speed that is just insane. But I don't think every game that's a shootout because of the way the NFL is constructed. And I don't see a 16 ranked defense coming through and taking the Dolphins to a Super Bowl. What are your thoughts? No, I agree. I mean, if you look at the Dolphins' schedule, they're 6-3, and three, good record, offenses, crazy things. They put up 70 points against the Broncos, you know. But if you look at the schedule, yes, I'd say their best win, they beat the Chargers week one. The Chargers aren't that aren't a good team. You know, they're out of the playoff, playoff position. They might sneak in, but I don't think anyone's considering them a real Super Bowl contender. But when you're, they have faced teams that people might consider a Super Bowl contender, but maybe the Buffalo Bills, who, you know, they've struggled a bit, but the Buffalo Bills, Philadelphia Eagles, Kansas City Chiefs, the Dolphins have lost all those games. And their wins are against, like I said, the Chargers, Patriots, Broncos, Giants, Panthers, Patriots again. Those are all teams, you know, that are going to be picking in the top 10 of the draft. So what, and then if you look at the Dolphins' schedule going forward, they have the Raiders this week, Jets again, the Commanders, Titans, Jets again. And then they play the Cowboys Christmas Eve. So we could be very well sitting, seeing the Dolphins being 11-2 and two going into that Cowboys game, or 11-3, and three, excuse me, but they hadn't played anybody. So while their record's going to be high, they're going to win that division, they're going to have a high, you know, decent playoff seed. Until the Dolphins actually beat one of these teams that we consider a top, you know, a a top playoff Super Bowl contender, it's going to be hard to trust them. And I think you said it very well, and the reason is that defense. I mean, they gave up 48 points to the Bills' offense. So 31 to the Eagles' offense. So when they face these top offenses, it's it, it's really hard to hard to see. But then having said that, the defense did look good against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. It was the offense that let them down. I just, yeah, I mean, the Dolphins are, are a team that I think a lot of us are looking at as potentially frauds where their record is better than who they are. 
But I mean, I like the team. They're fun to watch. You know, all that speed is a, is a great is a great Sunday watch. So I'm I'm hopeful. But yeah, I think it's hard to have any faith in them beating you know a Bengals, a Chiefs, or even a Jaguars team. Uh, is how I kind of look at it. I agree. I agree. Yeah. You know, once Ravens, again, yeah. the pundits have them rated fourth. I don't. I don't agree with that. The next one that I wanted to talk about, because this is an emotional favorite, it's a great narrative, uh, are the Detroit Lions at 6-2. Yeah. What are your thoughts on them? Yeah, I mean, I think that's disrespectful of us to wait this long to talk to them, <laughs> I'm being honest. I mean, the Lions, they're, they're, they're America's team. They're, they're such a good story. You know, I... I don't know. I don't think in my lifetime they ever seen them win a playoff game. If it was, it was when I was too young to even remember. So, you know, it's been so bad for so long. Dan Campbell, the head coach, clearly changed that culture. And they're a fun team to watch. I think what they did so well in their rebuild is they rebuilt that team from the inside out, which I think a lot of, you know, teams, you know, such as the Raiders and their struggles, try to rebuild outside in. What I mean by that, it's a sure turn up the offensive line. Panay Sewell on the Lions, you know, their left tackle or their offensive tackle, arguably what arguably the best in best in the game these days. And you have Aiden Hutchinson, the young man on the D line, he's been just wrecking havoc. And, you know, then they do like they, they struck gold getting Amon Ross St. Brown in the fifth round. Like, you know, ridiculous he took so long to get him. And then Jameer Gibbs is looking like he could be an elite running back who they got as a rookie this year. And Jared Goff, you know. He gets a bad rap because Sean McVay basically just dumped him for, for Matthew Stafford when, you know, Jared Goff did play in a Super Bowl, and he is acting like he is a legit quarterback for, for this team. So, yeah, I love the Lions. They play the Chargers this week. I think that is a good test for them. And, you know, see if they can beat up on an, on an inferior but not, you know, an abysmal opponent. Just take care of business. Yeah, I, I love the Lions. There, there's really nothing nothing bad to say about them. They looked sloppy um, the other day against uh, the Raiders on primetime, their last game, but, you know, they still they still won. I think that's, you know, the, the sign of a good team. It's winning when you look sloppy still. And yeah. That's and what they've become. A couple of years ago, Fletcher, there's no way they would have won looking no, that sloppy. And I love the golf story. You know, Jared Goff, he, uh, he went to high school with a bunch of – of my son, Matt English's fraternity brothers. And he mm. used to come by and drink with the boys. And oh. he was a great guy. And you're right. He was dumped by Sean McVay and the Rams. And instead of pouting and, you know, in, because let's face it, at that point in time, you were exiled to Detroit. It was like going to Siberia. I mean, it was... Yeah. You know, you went from L.A., which great weather, you know, a, a good program, a Super Bowl program. They had a lot of stars yeah. to Detroit, who was a wasteland, an NFL yeah. wasteland team. And now yeah. all of a sudden he turned them around. He's the eighth rated passer in the NFL right now, which I love. They're second in total offense. And I have to tell you, I love Dan Campbell. I mean, is there How could you not? Yeah. Let me see. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. Is there anybody, is there any other coach in the NFL that you would like to have a beer with than Dan Campbell? I mean, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, come on. I, I think I think, yeah, you can't even make the argument. I mean, how cool is that guy? I'm saying, like, yeah. every you hear former 
former players too, when they talk about the Lions, every one of them was like, damn, I wish I could have played for Dan Campbell. Like that is a guy I want to play for. And then, yeah, beer. I, I'll do anything with Dan Campbell. I want to go fit like fishing with Dan Campbell. Here's some stories and show me something here. <laughs> yeah, really, because, you know, first of all, he is so demonstrative in in interviews. I mean, yep. I, see, I see him cry in interviews. You know, this team, yeah, he does. He's got so much passion for his players. He's totally changed the culture around. He looks like a football coach. I mean, Sean McVay looks like an accountant. You know, yeah. and, you know, the, the Dan Campbell has got that rock chin and that tight end body. I mean, I just love this story. I'm really rooting for Detroit to win it all because of the narrative and the fact that, like you've said, you know, it's been years, decades since they've been relevant. And now all of a sudden they're relevant. I mean, absolutely, more than relevant, and that that's such a good that's such a good fan base, such a city of such good people too. That you know, I don't think any I don't think any you know fan of any other team, maybe outside of like their division rivals, will really be upset if the Lions win the Super Bowl. So that's a team I think myself with not a rooting interest at all or rooting hatred with the Lions would love to you know watch them win, watch that that group of fans who's been so loyal to a bad franchise be happy and get what they deserve. So. Yeah, I, I love the Lions. I, you know, I'm, it's hard, I think, for a lot of us to look at them and be like, this is the best team in the NFL. This is the team that's going to make the run simply because of the uniform they wear, which is unfair. But, you know, because they have to do something first. But, yeah, I mean, I, come on. The Lions, the Lions are America's team this year for sure. You know, and it's interesting that, you know, football, you know, can totally change – in a couple of years, like teams can totally change if you hire the right coach and you put your quarterback in the right system. I mean, Jared Goff throws a nice ball, but he's not the most athletic quarterback in the NFL. And nor is he one that most people would take in the top five or 10, but you put him in with Dan Campbell, you put him in with that culture you put them in with that running game because they have a good running game, and boom, mm-hmm. you got yourself a contender. I just love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's out of line. I, I Panay Sewell is the man I singled out, but just you know, all five positions, they are very, very good group of of veteran studs on that O line. And as I said rebuilding the team from the inside out, working on a line, and then getting your skill guys next is so I think was such the way to do it because football is one in the trenches, despite what. Some of us who just play fantasy football might think you, you, you need you need to win in that in the line. So the, the Lions do that better than anyone else. And just yeah, they're a fun team to watch. I'm rooting for them for sure. Me too. So interesting. So the pundits slash experts have the sixth rated team. Detroit was the fifth rated team. The sixth rated team as the Jags. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're pretty good, just for some context. They have the sixth-rated defense, which is which is obviously a very good defense, which actually kind of surprised me. And there, Trevor is the 15th-rated quarterback. They're 13th overall in in uh, in yardage per game, 
But I like Trevor not so much for his rating, but for his clutch play, you know, for his leadership, his intangibles, and they have a good defense. So they're ranked six. What are your thoughts about the Jags? Yeah, the Jaguars are interesting. If I'm if I'm being honest, they're probably the team that we've discussed. I know the least amount. I don't feel like you know I've wa- they've had many you know like top games versus top opponents. So games you know you really want to sit down and watch. They've kind of just quietly beaten up on the teams they're supposed to beat, just one game after game after game. So look, their rec- the, you the famous saying, "You are what your record says you are." They're six and two. You know, they did beat the Buffalo Bills. They beat the Saints, you know, beat the Steelers. Those are all, you know, those are playoff teams. They played the Chiefs tough, had a loss, but they still, you know, didn't get embarrassed and could have could have beat them if the ball bounced in a different way. So, yeah, I mean, I think the Jaguars are legit, and they're another good story of a team that hasn't been very relevant in a while. They had that thrilling playoff victory last year, and I think they're just building on that momentum. Doug Peterson is a uh, – a Super Bowl winning head coach that they have for a reason, and he's you know done great things with this team. The the uh, the stench that Urban Meyer left, you know, got you know breezed out very very quickly by by my Mister Peterson. So yeah, Jaguars are good. I think they're going to win that division pretty handedly. Get a get a home maybe get a two or three seed, and yeah, we'll see if they can make a run. I, I don't really think they can beat a team like the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Bengals, but so that's why I'm not going to you know get too high on them but I think they have the division on lock and, you know, of course they can go and surprise, surprise me and, and all the other people who kind of doubt them a little bit. I agree. I, I think they're probably a couple of years away, but you like they're up and coming. You, you like their momentum. So, you know, you can't talk about the NFL. We're talking about without talking about Jerry Jones and yeah. Dallas and Dak and everybody there. Uh, what are your thoughts on them? The pundits have them ninth. Look, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, you... I mean, they're very good team defense top. You know, I don't, I don't know the rankings, but just from my naked eye and whatever, definitely. I think a top five defense, at least probably higher. They're, but you look, they're, they're top five. Look at that. Yeah. Um, their game against the Eagles last week. And look, I have the Eagles as my number two team. So in, they played them tough. That game was just such everything I feel like I've seen of the Dallas Cowboys where, you know, they sh- could have won that game, but they have, they throw a TD on fourth down, but it was like, no, his knee was actually down at the half yard line. Then they're going for that two point conversion and Dak inexplicably steps out of bounds before getting the two. So they are down five instead of three. That would have made a difference. Then they're driving at the end of that game. The, the, the Eagles crappy secondary, you know, a couple pass interferences. You got a rucking the passer. They're, you know, at the 11-yard line, you think, all right, wow, the Cowboys, this is that signature win they're looking for. Then they have a penalty, they get sacked, and, you know, just blow that game. So, for me, as I look at them, I think they're a very solid team. You know, Dak Prescott is capable. C.D. Lamb is an elite receiver. You know, that defense is top five. Miles or Micah Parsons might be the best, you know, defender in football. But – I just – you can't really watch them play and be like, this team's going to win that big playoff game when it comes down to it. You know, they play – you go see them, they play the 49ers, and they got absolutely smacked. And as I said, couldn't beat the Eagles there. So, yeah, I, I don't really trust the Cowboys. I think they're definitely going to make the playoff team. It might be just the fact that they haven't really been made – I don't think they made an NFC championship since, you know, 95 maybe when like Deion Sanders was on the team or something. 
So, you know, it's, it's once again, it's that stench that I just don't believe in. And so far this year, they just continue to make it look that way, that they can't win the big one, can't have the clutch moments. And I'm just not sure Dak, Dak is the guy to, to take them over. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you about Dallas. You know, Dak is, is a, uh, you know, he's, let's see, he's, He's 13th-ranked quarterback. They have a decent running game, 10th with Pollard. You know, you're right. C.D. Lamb is, like, one of the most formidable weapons in the NFL. Micah Parsons is just in another world. And uh, But I can't trust their coaching. It seems like yeah. they make mistakes at critical moments. I mean, they should have beaten Philly. They should have yeah. beaten them on the road. I mean, they outstatted them. You know, they they had the momentum, but they, you know, it seemed like mistakes after mistakes after mistakes, like you outlined. And in big games, they just can't do that. Yeah, I mean, that, that was a game that, like, look, if it's Kansas City in that position, you just expect Mahomes to get it done, expect that Andy Reid and that coaching staff to do what they have to do. It's the Bengals. I would expect them to win, you know, kind of same situation. But you look – or even like the Eagles, I can see them driving down in the other spot. It's kind of awkward to say because they played each other. But, yeah, there's just – you know, in a game where you expect them to win, I think anyone watching has in their minds like, oh, they're probably going to screw this up. We've seen this, this movie before. They're going to mess it up. And then, lo and behold, they did. So, sure, like are they talented? Do they have a good roster? Yes. I, their coach did win a Super Bowl, but I'm going to give that more to Aaron Rodgers than to him. It's just, you know, with Green Bay, it's just very hard to really trust the Cowboys in the playoffs. You know, Dak has the ball down four points, two minutes left. No, nobody's going to be sitting here thinking he's going to get it done because we haven't seen it. Got to see it first. And yeah, I, I don't trust that team at all. I think they're going to be disappointing yet again. And we'll, we'll see what, what changes they have to make. But yeah, uh, we're on the same page here, I believe. Totally agree. Now, what about another team that is hard to trust, but you can't ignore their talent, and they do have an elite quarterback? Um, what do you think about Buffalo? Yeah, Buffalo. Buffalo is interesting. So right now, they're they're the number eighth ranked team. So they're sitting outside of a playoff berth, and they have the hardest remaining schedule in the NFL uh, remaining. So. so we might have a situation where Buffalo doesn't make the playoffs because yeah, Josh Allen is great, but you know, I don't think that defense is that great. And that office hasn't fully been able to put it together. It almost feels like they had their window of being the elite team, the AFC, and they've just gotten worse and worse every year while the Bengals and chiefs and Ravens get better. So, yeah, I mean, I love the bills, you know, similar to like Detroit. I, I think that fan base is incredible and deserves success, but I think that defense leaves a lot to be desired, especially with, you know, there's their best linebacker, Matt Milano, their best uh, DB, Traverius White, um, be going out for the year. Uh, I think that hurts them more than more than people might even think. Um, or just my, casual fans will know. So, yeah, I worry about the Bills with the de- injuries they've had on their defense and the tough schedule they have remaining when they're already five and four. So it's not it's kind of hard to feel like they're going to put it all together, unfortunately. I agree. I don't see it. I just don't see yeah. it. I don't think their coaching is that good. You know, it's interesting that, uh, you know, it, it, you know, 
Josh Allen's an excellent quarterback. I mean, there's no question about it. He's Superman. But, uh, you know, the defense is ranked ninth, but you're right with that loss of their best cornerback. That's going to change. And I just don't see their coaching staff putting them over the top. So it'll be be interesting. Is there any other team that we haven't mentioned do you think that is a potential Super Bowl contender? Let me look. So in the other playoff spots, you got the Saints, just because somebody's got to win the NFC South. So no. Seattle, no. I think I don't think Geno is it. The Vikings are, are a great story. The Joshua Dobbs situation last week was incredible. But no, I don't think they're a Super Bowl. AFC, the Steelers have a playoff spot. God, those games are ugly to watch, but that's how the Steelers like it. Um, looking down, I mean – I think it's a shame that Aaron Rodgers got hurt for the Jets because I think that defense, I don't know, the, the rankings might not show it because their offense keeps them on the field so often. The Jets defense might be as good as there is in football. I'd say the only other team worth talking about, so I think we talk about all the Super Bowl contenders, is a team like the Houston Texans, not as a Super Bowl contender, but as a team that's going to be very good for a very long time, given what they're doing this year and showing to us. D'Amico Ryans as a rookie head coach – clear turn that around so quickly and then cj stroud as that quarterback i mean i we're nine games or eight games into his career and i think everybody's already like yep he's going to be a franchise quarterback for a long time he's 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 up next as as they like to say so what he did last week against tampa was incredible and you know they, they hit well with tank dell as a rookie wide receiver as well for for cj stroud and yeah defense plays plays, plays well enough and they're, they're a fun team to watch so they Texans, are. I think, I think would be it'd be a problem if we didn't mention them because, you know, if they could sneak into the playoffs as they're four and four now. The AFC North holds every single wild card spot. They're obviously going to be playing each other a bit more, so their losses will come. The, the Texans are a team that I just, you know, I just like. They're they're very likable. Yeah, it, absolutely, and I think that that. Uh... Their quarterback is going to join the elite Stroud. I think he's going to be an elite quarterback. You know, there's 10, maybe 11 elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. And in two years, he's going to be one of them. Right now, he's solid. So, I mean, how real quick, how, how bad did uh, the Panthers miss trading up? Picking, I mean, look, it's, it's early, but I think we already know. Taking Bryce Young over him, they're probably going to get the first overall pick this year, which they had to – which will be the Bears via the trade. I think if we're going to go to the bottom, the Panthers really – they may have messed themselves up for years to come, given that trade and, and taking the wrong quarterback. Yeah. But, yeah, it, you know, it's 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 tough situation because I watched um, Bryce Young grow up, you know, and because, he, you know, he went locally here to modern day for high school and yep. then Alabama for college, so I, I hate to say it. But you're right, Stroud's, Stroud is a better quarterback at this stage in his career. He's bigger, he's stronger. Uh, and, you know, what's amazing for Stroud is his decision-making. You know, yeah. his decision-making for a rookie is, is far better than I thought it would be. And so, Fletcher, before we leave here, I want to get your yes. take on a couple of things here. So you've got a situation in the draft coming up this year where you have a lot 
of really good, I think, franchise quarterbacks coming out. I mean, Caleb and May and Penix and Bo Nix, and there's a bunch of them that are coming out. Now, looks like the first pick, and this team sucks, is the Arizona Cardinals. Now, Mm -hmm. what do you do with Murray that you just signed to a $40 million contract? You know, do you trade him? Do you, I mean, you know, do you trade down and for give it Caleb Williams to somebody else? What do you do if you're Arizona? I mean, it might be a bias having watched him. Like, I think Caleb Williams is, you know, the best thing since Aaron Luck came out. But, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I think, you know, I think you maybe restart. I mean, I think you got to look at it this way. Kyler Murray was Cliff Kingsbury's guy. And I don't know the GM's name, but he's gone too. So this is a new regime there. And Jonathan, Jonathan Gannon is the head coach and the, and the new uh, GM they got there, who I'm not familiar with his name. But, yeah, I think what – you know whether what I think they're what I think they should do. I think a new regime wants their own people, and wants to you know start you know start fresh. So what I think they do is similar to what you know Cliff Kingsbury did with Josh Rosen, who look Kyler significantly better than Josh Rosen. I think you trade if you're in that situation, you trade Kyler, and you know you get you can probably get you know a decent third fourth round pick. I mean the contract's a lot something for him. And you draft Caleb, you have the Texans' first pick as well this year. They're going to be probably a mid-teens pick. So you go get someone else. But that's personally what I would do. But then again, it looks like Kyler is going to be making his first start of the year this year. What if Kyler comes out and he's just, you know, looking better than ever? Then you're, like, then you're in a position where, you know, maybe they play themselves out of the first pick if Kyler does well. So that, that, you know, now that I talk myself, talk myself through it, I think that's it. If Kyler plays well – then that means they'll probably win a few games and then not get a pick to get Drake May or Caleb Williams. Right. And then you maybe keep Kyler and you go out and you get, you know, there's a good, a good, a few O-line options in the draft. You get the Marvin Harrison Jr. at receiver that maybe they can use. So I think that's maybe what you go for. But to me, if you can, if you have the first pick, regardless of your situation, you take Caleb Williams. Yeah, he's special. I mean, you know, this year he regressed a little bit. I'm not going to turn this into a USC podcast because there's I'd you and I have, yeah, you and I have a lot of emotion about that. Yeah, but he was forced to play hero ball a little too much, and yeah. I think that you know if he can get it, you know, he, but he's still a generational talent in the NFL. Now, what about you know you and I are Rams fans, okay? Yes, and we've seen. The last couple of years, Matt Stafford, who is and you know, he's an excellent leader. You know, he's the face of the franchise. He's an adult. Well, him and Aaron, Aaron Donald, you know, and it looks like, you know, that that uh, Matt is Stafford is going to be out for a good part of the year, if not the entire year, which means that the Rams could get an opportunity to pick up May or to pick up, say, Bo Nix or Penix or some of these or, – or the guy from McCarthy from, uh, from uh, Michigan. I mean, what do you do if you are the Rams? 
I mean, do you do you give up? Do you trade him, being Matt Stafford, or do you keep him? Or you know, what do you do? Because there's also going to be yeah. because there's going to be you know you know who's going to have the same decision are the Vikings, you know, because Cousins is such a solid player, a good citizen, you know. Yeah. But he's out. And they're going to lose a bunch of games. So they're going to be in the sweepstakes for one of these elite quarterbacks. I mean, when do you pull a trigger and trade your established quarterback and win and then rebuild? And when do you support the quarterback that is existing there um, because you had a bad year and you think you could just need a couple of pieces? I mean, there's going to be a lot of teams in this boat. Yeah. I mean, going with the Rams, the Rams are so interesting in that regard. Because, I mean, first off, Sean McVay has flirted with the idea of retiring from coaching multiple times. So the way, you know, getting into broadcasting just from the time commitment. So you you look at that, it's like, does Sean McVay want to start the rebuild and be a part of that with a young quarterback? I think what his thought was, they're, they are the youngest team in football. And they, you know, their average age is younger than anyone else's. But I think his thought was he has Stafford, so you know you got him. You have Cooper Cup, a receiver, and, you know, Aaron Donald for that defense. But, yeah, I mean, the team's going nowhere. They're, they're in, you know, kind of football pur- purgatory where they're not the worst team, where it's obvious they need to go get a quarterback like, you know, like the Bears might be or the Cardinals where they're going to get these top picks. And they're clearly not a playoff team either. They're just going to be a team – who maybe goes, I don't know, six and 11, something like that this year, and just be in that weird spot. So me, it's like, as a Rams fan, you know, I think I'm definitely just coasting off the fact they won a Super Bowl a couple years ago. So, you know, I'm kind of okay with whatever whatever they want to do, and I don't want them to do, you know, Matthew Stafford dirty if he doesn't want to be done dirty, um, given what he did winning that Super Bowl. But, yeah, it's uh, – a you know, I wish I had a better answer. I, I, I think what the smart thing to do would be to start a complete rebuild and trade some pieces, get as many draft picks as possible, which is the least Rams thing ever. But I think it's kind of what you have to do. Yeah. yeah what, I, what are your thoughts? I, I, you know, if I were the Rams and they tend to do this, um, you know, well, first of all, you know, this was very predictable considering their methodology of getting – of trading all their draft picks for, you know, to get rid of Matt Stafford, you know, to get Matt Stafford, to get Jalen, um, who's the cornerback, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. And, you know, and to keep all their, their prized possessions in Aaron Donald. My thoughts are I would trade Aaron Donald. I know that's sacrilegious. I would trade uh, Matt Stafford. I would start over. I don't think, yeah. I don't think Matt Stafford can last a season. I mean, I love the guy. When he's out there, he's an elite quarterback, but he's in his mid to late 30s. And he's, you know, and then Aaron Donald is still effective. I mean, still a very good defensive player. Um, but you could, you could get some pretty good draft choices for this. And if you're, if you're, your draft choices like I think like for example I like Bo Nix yes he started like almost 60 games in college he's experienced at a high level you know Oregon's a great team he's an adult 
I think he's ready for the NFL. And if you could get somebody like that and a bunch of draft choices, I think it's time for the Rams to rebuild. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I definitely agree that, you know, if, if, as I said, if you're not a team that's competing for a Super Bowl, I live in the world of, oh, just making, even competing for the last playoff spot every year is not worth it. Like, it's, it should be Super Bowl or nothing. So I think what they did at the time to go for the Super Bowl, traded away their future, and won it was, the, was amazing. I think any fan base should like that. But, yeah, at this point, they're going nowhere. They're ways away if they keep, keep their guys. I'd look into trading a Cooper Cup, trading Matthew Stafford. Aaron Donald would probably retire if you tried to trade him, so that's not really worth the time. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think we're on the same page, and it's time to restart if, if we want anything to, to come from, come from the, uh, the Rams in any time in the near future. Right. I, you know, we're on the same page. So you've been on the Who Gives a Shit file several times. You're one of our veteran consultants for the Padres and the NFL. And Fletcher Christian Gaines, you know that the guests get the last word on who gives a shit files. So, what would you like to say about the NFL, the upcoming draft, uh, who's going to win the Super Bowl? The floor is yours. Knock yourself out. Yeah, no, appreciate that. I mean, I, I think we're sitting in an awesome time to be an NFL football fan. You know, myself personally, you know, being a Rams fan, having them not be a part of it, you know, has me just looking at the outside. There are, you know, 10 teams that can make a run to win the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be an amazing, amazing playoff situation, playoff, uh, playoff entertainment come January to see who, who come, pulls through. You know, you got these great stories like, you know, like the Lions or Jaguars teams that haven't won, you could do it. So really excited for that. And every miss to say, I think uh, the last thing I want to say is I'm, I'm very happy that uh, my USC Trojans finally fired that sorry excuse for a defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch, <laughs> who wasted, uh, as I texted you and uh, your son, Matt, I was pretty beat up by it because just absolutely wasted Caleb Williams. So my plea is that maybe Caleb, some rich USC alum, decides to give Caleb Williams a nice little NIL deal to keep him around for one more year with a real defensive coordinator. And, uh, and then your guy, Bo Nix, can go first overall instead. So that, that's the dream. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, I have my official prediction today is I, you know, despite the standings now, I'm going to have the Ravens beating the 49ers in a Super Bowl, which would be a, a repeat of what happened uh, five, six, seven years ago, whenever that was. So Ravens like over 49ers. It. That's my new prediction. I like it. Well, uh, Christian, I really appreciate you joining us and sharing your wisdom with us. And for all those listening, thank you for spending your time listening to the Who Gives a Shit Files. Everybody have a great day. Thanks, Jim. Have a good one.